welcome in to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm a staff pastor here at the Rocky Butte campus of Manor House in Portland, Oregon and the surrounding areas. Uh, you can check out our website at manorhouse.church to see more about who we are. Our heart here at the Growing Faith Podcast is really just to equip and encourage and really bring even hopefully some level of impartation um, to you, the listener, as you function in your local church um, in the areas of pastoral care and small groups, because we believe that's such a vital part of the local church to be able to build quality community where life-giving relationships are formed, where people learn how to care for one another. And it's really everybody being released into the work of the ministry. That's our heart for you. Um, I Today actually is a little bit of a part two. As uh, last, uh, last week, we invited in Trevin Anderson, our uh, groups and pastoral care central specialist from Manor House, and it works Sunday, better. Sunday, Sunday. That's right. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. So anyways, um, Trevin, welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be here again. Yeah, so today our goal, our endeavor, is to talk about um, kind of freedom part two. We talked yeah. about the small group portion. It's 12 weeks long. We talked about some of the topics that are covered yeah. and all of that good stuff. And now today want to talk about this maybe somewhat mysterious sounding weekend encounter. <laughs> the weekend. Um, what is that? Yeah. Freedom, the weekend. The weekend. And so um, <laughs> let's, let's go. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's late in the afternoon yeah, and um, the coffee has run dry. And so, well, so, I'm, so I'm sad now. <laughs> no, um, so why don't you just uh, walk me through three words. Why, yeah. what, and how in regards oh. to the weekend encounter. So let's start with why. Why do you do the weekend encounter? Well, it's really part B. You know, I mean, we have the we have the small group curriculum. Uh, you know, uh, you have your small groups that have been going across your church, uh, going through this twelve weeks of learning this truth, reading, and doing the devotional aspect of the freedom book and freedom curriculum. And uh, and I love what Pastor Chris says. In one of the one of the videos, he says, "You know, you, you need a truth encounter. You have to know why, but then you also need to have a power encounter. And really, that's what this is. the The part B is is why we do it. Is there's there's a power encounter with the Holy Spirit on this weekend that you don't just learn a bunch of truth. You know, it says truth and, and, and it puffs up. It, it makes you bigger than who you think you really are. But but the power of God is what comes and it breaks off the chains. It breaks off the yoke. It breaks off the bondages. And so, um, if I'm honest, it's actually probably Probably my favorite part of freedom. Yeah. Uh, I love the community and the life-giving aspect of the small group time, but I love to see when the Holy Spirit shows up in a room and just begins to set people free from things that have been holding them, holding them down, and, and holding them back for years and years and years. And and uh, it's 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 really incredible. So why we do it is because it, it's kind of the culmination. It's it's the it's the end of what you started 12 weeks before. Uh, with the small group. And wouldn't you also say it's a little bit of like the 12 weeks where we're cleaning house, you yeah. know, like uh -huh. we're, we're getting in with the tools and we're, we're chipping up the yep. crud that's been stuck to the floor yeah. and smelling up the house and we're getting that. So we've gotten that all kind yeah. of out. There's even a little bit more of getting it out that happens at the weekend. Right. But I think then there's a filling piece yep. that happens because you know, Jesus is pretty clear, you know, you yeah. don't don't just clean the house right. and then leave it empty, right. but make sure that we've filled it back up with right. something good. So 
I love that. So it's part B, it's the power encounter. It's filling the thing that's been cleaned out. Yeah. So then as we move to the next question, maybe it's the biggest question yeah. that we handle today is what in the world is it, bro? Like, help me out with that. <laughs> yeah, this is the one that I, I get to answer quite often. I was just actually on a, on a phone call with a pastor uh, this last week just explaining how or, or what, you know, what is this freedom encounter? And people want to know because they, they've heard about it from, you know, one church or another that's been, been doing it. But it's really it's really as simple as this, if I could break it down. It's, it's eight sessions um, that runs for an evening on a Friday through a Saturday till about three o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, and each session covers a different topic. Uh, the first night you cover uh, pride, mammon, all in, that's one session. Uh, you do fear and rejection. And every one of those is, is about a 15 to 18 minute teaching. And, and I use the word teaching lightly. It's not really right. a preaching. Um, uh, because you know our tendency it's here, pretty much a script. Yeah, right? I mean, you read right from a script, and and what I like about that is is two twofold. One is it is it really brings it down to where you don't have to have the most uh, waxing eloquent right. speaker standing on your stage. You're literally reading from a script, and and I'll be honest, when when we went back to I Islands, love it. when when notifications. Well, Interrupt. The, okay. the Holy Spirit's trying to get a hold of you. I know, I know. <laughs> but I think the thing that was the most impactful about the script aspect of this is when we went back to Highlands, uh, the specific individual who, who who led us through the weekend, I would say wouldn't be the most articulate individual. It's not that they're not educated, not, but it wouldn't be like their greatest speaker. Uh, and he got up there and by the end of the first session, you're like, it doesn't even matter. Right. Like I, what he's saying is wrecking me. You know, it's like the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any shocking, sword right? Yeah, <laughs> and so it's true. It's true. Holy moly! And so you go through these, and so that first section is all about being all in and 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 talking about pride and mammon, and 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 then you get done with that script. Pause you for just a yeah. Second. As you, as you just said, all in. It just reminded me something that we didn't mention last week, yeah. and I, I think it's kind of an overarching theme for freedom. The whole experience is you get out of it what you're willing to 100%. put into it. like how much you're willing yep. to invest your heart yep. and really come with humility you know yeah. when like it says god gives grace to the humble yep. but he resists the proud yeah. and there's something so important about that dynamic that is maybe you're rolling it out in your own church in the next year or something that that you go to your leaders as they're beginning to take it and you just drop that that heartbeat of humility yeah. throughout the whole process because people will gain so much more totally. out of the process. So go ahead. So I didn't mean Which, to cut you off. No, no, no. And I think that's really part of it. And that's why we start with all in, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you, you've gone through these 12 weeks. You, you, you're now in a, in a room with, with you know, how many ever other small groups that are coming together for the weekend. And, and it's easy to coast if you want. And so we start with all in and, and you get done with that teaching time and, and it goes right into a 30 minute ministry time. Um, and, and really most of the ministry time is you waiting on the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit, you know, what is it that was just spoken? The scriptures that I saw on the screen, the, the confessions and the declarations that I made, the, the forgiveness prayer that I prayed, what is it that you're trying to speak to me here? And then strategically, you know, uh, ushers will come down the row or service hosts will come down the row and they'll dismiss you to go receive prayer. And what I love about the, the, strate the strategy involved in this is that it's not just 
those that felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to them in that session go get prayer. It's everyone in the room. Everyone. And so it dispels any sort of like, oh, that person's dealing. Yeah, right? I always knew he had a problem with pride. Exactly. And so (laughs) at the end of that time, a speaker will come back up on the stage and you'll kind of together declare Mm -hmm. your victory in Jesus' name over this area. And, And then there's no like bathroom break or stop or anything like that literally that person walks off stage and we go right in the next session which is fear and we do the same thing it's like a rinse and repeat you just keep doing it again and again and so we go through uh the first one pride ma'am and all in then fear and then rejection which are just those three alone are heavy lifting topics and so you get to the end of that first night and uh, i love the way that we close the first night because we're always like you know go home don't turn on netflix just stay in this kind of spiritual atmosphere because we're going to come right back the next morning and and so we, we, we come back. Derail that yeah, don't, don't derail what God's doing already. And so we come back the next morning and uh, we strategically split our room in half. Um, and so we put men on one side and women on the other. Uh, and this isn't because we're just old school or anything like that. Um, it's really about creating safe spaces for people to be honest with their hurts and their pains uh, because we're going to cover the topics of purity, abuse, and shame. And I'll say uh, on the topic of abuse. Uh, we do uh, in this in the scripted teaching. It, there's a what's called a identification repentance uh, prayer right there in the middle, and you have a man come up and basically say, on behalf of all men who have ever abused you, I want to apologize. And then they read a list of all the potential abuses. Then that man walks off, and a woman walks off and says, you know, basically on behalf of all women who have ever abused you, I want to apologize for. And it just, I mean, they're really isn't a dry eye in the room in the middle of that time because as people as they begin to 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 reveal the power of scripture in the script in the scripted teachings you see and hear and feel chains and bondages dropping off of people's lives and then they go receive prayer and then you go to lunch and then come back and really the idea is that you've done a some really well, really so deep work let's, okay yeah. let's pause for a second and just on that because i could imagine there could be a person or two in the audience thinking what identification repentance thing like what's that all about and you know is that is that a good thing yeah because because it's not the person that right. hurt them yep. right that, I yeah. mean, for all we know that person could be passed away already yep. and they may never have the opportunity to hear that so what what do you think is the value yeah. of that exercise how do you think that plays out in people's yeah, hearts I, I think it goes back to the chapter on forgiveness and I think the reality is, is that um, we have to forgive people for ourselves to be forgiven. And that doesn't mean reconciliation. It doesn't mean that what they did to you will ever be absolved, will ever become right, will ever be fixed or anything like that. But to hear somebody potentially say words that you may have never thought you were ever going to hear from any sort of person from that gender it, there's a healing power in that that allows you to let go and simply say, God, I, I know that I've been holding this person captive. And, I, and and honestly, I've been holding myself captive because I haven't forgiven. Um, and so when hearing those people saying those things, there is, a, there is a, an ability for a person to simply just allow God to heal the broken pieces of their heart and mend back together those areas of their life that honestly may never have been because they're potentially never ever going to hear those words from their abuser. And so um, that's why I just think it's one of the most powerful things because it it may not be the person, 
but it may be the very words they need to hear that That's set right. them and, free. And I also would couple that up with uh, chapter four in the book about spiritual order yeah. and how how our our whole you know being is interconnected. And so our mind, our will, and our emotions are so tangled mm-hmm. up there. And, and we're in this place where our spirit in the middle of the the weekend encounter is being strengthened by the word of god by the holy spirit like we got a lot of stuff going on that's really strengthening the spirit but there could be some wrestling and some challenge in your mind your will Mm -hmm. and your emotions Mm -hmm. and as they're able to hear those words it can bring strength into their emotions and into their mind to go okay yes i agree with the word of god today now, even as I'm hearing those words, I'm going, yes, I, I agree with the word of God that I need to forgive that mm-hmm. person because, you know, we, we have big conversations on yeah. the whole forgiveness topic. Right. And I like what you said about making the differential between, you know, uh, reconciliation requires repentance in order for yeah. in order for there to be reconciliation in a relationship. Mm-hmm. The other person has got to repent. Right. Um, otherwise, it's just not going to work. Right. But forgiveness does not require repentance, and right. quite often it's it never involves right. repentance because yep. that person is just out doing their own thing, or yeah. or, or potentially, yeah. or potentially they don't even, you know, in some cases don't even realize yeah. the damage yeah. they did. Yep, some so, cases, yeah, for sure. Um, awesome. So, uh, so we go to lunch. <laughs> well, I mean, that whole deal with that, some shame yeah, then, that, honestly, like that whole first morning there, or the whole morning there is so heavy. Yeah. Um, that you almost need the breather that is lunch, right? To just whew, take a breath and come up out of that. And 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 then we strategically begin to kind of lift the atmosphere with the topic that we're going to talk on. And, and we go into a conversation on abundant life. Uh, we deal with the area of anger, um, but it's more from the approach of life giving um, and how to live victorious and live in a life that is filled with abundance and what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And and uh, and Rick, you actually taught this one this last time around, and so I don't I don't know if there's more you want to say about that one, but it it it's strategically put there so that as you get into the last section, uh, you're not dealing with all these heavy emotions uh, moving forward. Yeah, I the thing that hit me as I was even preparing to do that session, I mean, there's just so much good stuff in that in that script, but. Um, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty big experience, pretty emotional experience, as you go through the weekend, and and I kind of hearken it unto the days of, you know, high school camp or whatever, where <laughs> mm-hmm. you go yeah. and the Holy Spirit shows up yeah. and you're just all, you know, yeah. all jacked up for God, yeah. and then you come home and that thing you thought you were going to be free from, yeah. you just pow, yeah. <laughs> right back uh, because you. there was some sort of disconnect between the power encounter and then the road that has to be right. traveled. And so um, kind of the phrase that I uh, put out there is that we want to see ongoing and ever-increasing levels right. of freedom. That Good. again, we talked about really a, a big part of the freedom process is just awareness. Mm-hmm. Couple, and really, you're aware, you're aware of two things, right? You're aware of your problem, mm-hmm. but you're now even more aware of the empowerment right. of the Holy Spirit right. there you go. in the situation. And so it's not just wow, my problem is really big and this really stinks, you know, but wow, my God is so huge and he has already beaten this thing. Yeah. And wow, that's really encouraging. And I can actually now oh. walk in that freedom. So that's kind of the thing that really um, resonated in my heart is yeah. 
ongoing and ever increasing levels yeah. of freedom from that moment forward. Yeah, and, and you know, Rick alluded to the scripture that says, you know, you, you go into a house and you clean it out and you cast mm-hmm. out the demons, and then if you don't fill that house back up, actually the 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 spirit will go and grab seven spirits that were worse than the original and fill the house back up, and the the status of the house will be worse after than it was beforehand and that's the very reason that we end the weekend encounter with a session on baptism of the holy spirit and uh and i will say this that the first time i watched the video that pastor chris hodges from highlands does um it was the most revelatory way of looking at baptism of the holy spirit that i've ever had in my life you know i grew up in the church pastor's kid um understood baptism of the Holy Spirit almost by osmosis. You know, I just like, I kind of just accepted it because everyone else around me had it. Um, but I didn't necessarily have the logical understanding as why. And, and the way Pastor Chris unpacks it all is so easy for my brain and so many people that I've talked to to be able to put handles on what this mystery is. Mm-hmm. And, and so we go through that teaching <laughs> And, and then we pray for people uh, having faith that we're going to see bap- uh, people get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Um, and uh, this one, actually this last time that we did it, uh, I, it was either this last time or the time before, we had a lady who had been on staff at a church and working at a church for uh, a long, long time. Like 20 years. 20 years, something yeah, like something crazy like that. Had been wanting the baptism of the Holy Spirit, had prayed for it, had asked for it, and had never received it. And in that moment, got baptized on the Holy Spirit and spoken tongues for the first time ever. Ah, and it was just like, so it was such a victorious moment yeah. for her. And then as well as everyone on staff, because we're like, yeah, like this, like yeah, she got on. it, like it happened. <laughs> and so it's such a cool moment that, you know, uh, what like what Rick said is the ever increasing levels of freedom that comes from the empowerment That's of right. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And and when when you get that baptism of the Holy Spirit and, you, and you're filled up and you walk out, I'm not saying it's, uh, easy to not sin, but it becomes uh, you have an empowerment now that you have access to no longer. Well, do and that. again, it, it goes back to spiritual order because yep. your spirit is yep. connected to your body, and right. even physiologically, it's interesting how like sin patterns of sin happen because our physical brain, our physiological mm-hmm. structure of our brain, mm-hmm. actually it burns pathways of yep. thinking. Yep. And um, and the way the way they like to say it is that those pathways never really go away, mm-hmm. but they can get kind of overgrown. And so, so when I say ongoing and ever increasing, it's because the longer you walk in freedom, the more your brain thinks in freedom. Yeah. So it actually, it's both spiritually and physiologically working together to create ongoing and ever increasing yeah. levels of freedom because yeah. your brain actually physiologically starts to function differently than it used to and you become new it's almost like the bible is true second corinthians oh yeah seriously (laughs) man um so awesome so i think that kind of walks us through the the what yeah now um really briefly let's maybe just walk really quickly through that the how yeah what kind of teams are required and um, you yeah. know, may, I don't know. Maybe you have to come back for a third episode. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We can do whatever but, we need to do. Uh, so. To make it really simple, we've interchanged the words conference and encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there are moments of it that feel more conferency. There's a worship team. It's high praise in the beginning. You know, we we tend to use more lighting and sound things like that. That's just how we kind of operate. But um, those kind of moments are there. Um, and so there's there's worship. There's a lot of worship through it, um, in and throughout it. There is. Uh, you know, we have so that necessitates the whole production side of things. But then we also have uh, um, our whole ministry team, and they're vital. Three of the most key importance of the, of the ministry team are are the uh, the hosts, those that actually release people and host the sections and pass out the different things from communion to cards, different things, the elements that you need to to pull off the weekend. You have an intercessory team who covers the entire time. Their job is just to pray. Yeah. For the whole thing, and they're they just—they're not even praying for individuals. It's so cool to see them, in, and for us in the back of our auditorium, just to be covering every single time, moment, every minute of the thing in prayer, and all of our teams, and it's then pretty powerful. it's pretty incredible. And then, uh, and then, not to say they're more important, but they're the ones that are on the forefront of the fight. Um, yeah. Is our prayer team, and yeah. they're the ones that that pray for people as they come and receive prayer in every single session, and so. Um, those would be kind of the three for the ministry team. And then you have your teaching team who goes through and they, they go through the scripted teaching. And for, uh, for a smaller church, you could have one person yeah, yeah. do all of the scripts. Yeah. You just you need yep. a man and a woman for the abuse yep. section. Yep. Um, but, I mean, as far as scalability, you can do this on a very small yep. scale and have it be very yep. powerful and impacting. A yep. little uh, shout-out to Sun City yeah, Church. Yeah, Sun City Church. In man. Spokane. Like, yep. you guys are awesome. Like, that is a, a church that helped us yep. immensely Big in our time. journey and actually came and ministered to yep. us during our first uh, our staff encounter. Yep. And so uh, that is pretty awesome. Um, I was going somewhere with that thought, and it was really powerful. Well, it's scalable. That the thing yes. about the way Highlands does everything is is it's all scalable. You, you could be a church of of, of twenty five people and doing freedom encounters. You yeah. Could be so the ch- the prayer ministry yeah. person. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Okay, is yeah. Yeah. Just number wise, yeah. the prayer ministry. You want one prayer ministry person to about every five yep. people that are going to attend, and also pay attention to how many women you have signing up and how many men (laughs) you have signing up so that you have enough men or enough women on your prayer teams to be able to get. And and that's just really a timeliness issue. So if you find yourself in a place where you can't quite hit those ratios, then all you have to do is is lengthen your ministry ministry time time a little bit, which isn't a horrible thing. Um, And then then obviously the the number of people you have on your intercessory team could really be as many as you want. Um, and then your your uh, service hosts, kind of to the hosts, would be uh, really indicative of whatever the size of your Auditorium, room yeah. is and how, how many people it takes to manage that group. I will say this. If, if you're a church that is smaller and, or maybe newer and you wouldn't necessarily know the, the, the prayer skill, I put that in quotes, uh, of maybe some of your people, what I love about the way Highlands gives the training is it makes it easy for anyone. So accessible. Uh, there, there's yeah. just simply there's simply a few questions you ask. It's there's a quick interview, there's a prayer of repentance, a renunciation, then bless and fill. It's a four step process. Anyone on any sort of level of journey in their relationship with Jesus can lead somebody through that process. And so you're not looking for, you know, the the grandma who's been praying for 40 years to be on your prayer team, though you, that you definitely want them. Bring it up. Um, but you can have someone who's, who's um, you know, solid in their faith, but fairly new in their prayer uh, life to be able to be a part of that team. And so 
um, you know, we have all kinds of varying levels of skill. And, and to be honest with you, we had enough people in this last one, and we were looking for anybody who had the ability to speak to be on the <laughs> prayer team because we just needed a lot of people on the prayer team this last time. So, um, yeah. yeah. It was a super powerful time. So I think, uh, you know, the why, it's, it's, it's the part B, man. It's the yeah. power encounter. Um, it's really the thing that kind of seals the deal, fills the cup. Um, the what we've talked about, you know, kind of the structure. You got your Friday night, you got your pride, mammon, all in. You got your fear, your rejection. Yeah. Then you come in on Friday or on Saturday morning. Um, maybe maybe you feed them, maybe you don't. You deal with purity, abuse, shame. Uh, then people go to lunch and come on back. And, and we talk about abundant life and then the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a powerful, powerful time together. Again, we just, uh, we, we're spending this time here because we really believe if you can get a hold of some of this stuff, the, the impact that it will have on your church, on your people, on yeah. your city, um, everything that God has called you to, this will only help because it gets us more solidly connected uh, to our Lord. And um, so again, Trevin, thank you so much for spending this time. And yeah. um, just, uh, it's fun fun to work with you and banter back and forth. And, <laughs> um, and, and freedom has just been such a great journey. Our yeah. heart is that you'd be able to receive this and, uh, and again, uh, Rick M at manahouse.church and Trevin, T-R-E-V-I-N-M-A at manahouse.church. Uh, we're happy to, to serve you yeah. in whatever way we can to help you, um, again, get, to, get the fast track to get things going. Um, because we've already learned a bunch of lessons along the way, thanks to our friends at Sun City Church and our friends at, at Church of the Highlands. And um, so we would love to just pass that along to you as well. Um, so with that, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, may God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious and give you peace. Have a wonderful day.